Good morning. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 40 on page 400. Morning prayer starts on page 3. Psalm 49 Four. on page 400. Thank you. That's a lot of fours there. Thank you, Joel. Psalm 49 on page 400. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459, together. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 49 on page 400. O hear ye this, all ye people. Ponder it with your ears, all ye that dwell in the world. High and low, rich and poor, one with another. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse of understanding. I will incline mine ear to the parable, and show my dark speech upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when wickedness at my heels compassed round about, me round about? There be some that put their trust in their goods, and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. But no man may deliver his brother, nor give a ransom unto God for him. For it costs more to redeem their souls, so that he must let that alone forever. That he shall live alway, and not see the grave. For he seeth that wise men also die and perish together, as well as the ignorant and foolish, and leave their riches for others. And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever, and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another, and call the lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, seeing he may be compared unto the beasts that perish. This their way is very foolishness, yet their posterities praise their saying. They lie in the grave like sheep. Death is their shepherd, and the righteous shall have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall consume in the sepulchre, and have no abiding. But God hath delivered my soul from the power of the grave. 
for he shall receive me. Be not thou afraid, the one be made rich, or if the glory of his house be increased. For he shall carry nothing away with him when he dieth, neither shall his pomp follow him. For while he lived, he counted himself an happy man, and so long as thou doest well unto thyself, men will speak good of thee. He shall follow the generation of his fathers, and shall never see light. Man that is in honor but hath no understanding is compared unto the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 18th chapter of the first book of Kings. And it came to pass, after many days, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. And Ahab had called Obadiah, who was in charge of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was, while Jezebel massacred the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah had taken one hundred prophets and hidden them fifty to a cave, and had fed them bread and water. And Ahab had said to Obadiah, Go into the land, to all the springs of water, and to all the brooks, that we may perhaps find grass to keep the horses and mules alive, so that we will not have to kill any livestock. So they divided the land between them to explore it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. Now as Obadiah was on his way, suddenly Elijah met him, and he recognized him, and fell on his face, and said, Is that you, my lord Elijah? And he answered him, It is I. Go tell your master, Elijah is here. So he said, How have I sinned that you are delivering your servant into the hand of Ahab to kill me? As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to hunt for you. And when they said, He is not here, he took an oath from the kingdom or nation that they could not find you. And now you say, Go, tell your master Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from you, that the Spirit of the Lord will carry you to a place I do not know. So when I go and tell Ahab, and he cannot find you, he will kill me. But I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. Was it not I... Was it not reported to the Lord that what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord, how I hid one hundred men of the Lord's prophets fifty to a cave, and fed them with bread and water? And now you say, Go, tell your master Elijah is here. He will kill me. Then Elijah said, As the Lord God hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Then it happened, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? And Elijah answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals. Now therefore, send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, the 450 prophets of Baal, and the four hundred prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. 
And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls, and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourselves, and prepare it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. They took the bull which was given them, and they prepared it, and called on the name of Baal from morning even unto noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, no one answered. And they leaped about the altar which they had made. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is meditating, or he is busy, or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they cried aloud and cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances, until the blood gushed out on them. And when the midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seahs of seed. And he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, Do it a second time, and they did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time, and they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. And it came to pass, at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to Brook Kishon and executed them there. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, where there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, 
And he bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. And it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot, and go down before the rain stops you. Now as it happened in the meantime, the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the second chapter of the Epistle of James. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which, said, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works, and not by faith alone. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works, when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David 
as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness, and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty God, and everlast Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We continue our story of Elijah, uh, or God rooting out the Baal cult through the ministry of the prophet Elijah with, uh, with the barbecue contest on Mount Carmel. And um, 
it's likely, I mean, it's kind of strange that Elijah appears to um, <clears throat> to Ahab and he agrees to this, doesn't just grab him, but Ahab probably thinks that the, the overwhelming number of Baal prophets and the numbers will overwhelm this one guy, one prophet in a, in a, in a contest of strength on a mountain. So Ahab's thinking probably in terms of that sort of human calculation, but in the actual <clears throat> event itself, it, it reveals what always is sort of true in the scripture that God manifests his power best in the situation where it's the hardest. And, and so Elijah, um, you know, accentuates God's power by pouring water, all of the sacrifice and the burnt offering comes down. And, and so this is in, in killing the, the Baal prophets, beginning to root out the Baal cult. And it, it just, it just re reminds us that in our own lives, uh, God manifests his power often in the most extreme of circumstances when we most need it. It, it might not be just that, um, that we, you know, God likes to take us to the most extreme, but also that it, the more dependent we are, the more we have to have faith, the more we, we are doing okay, the more we tend to rely on other things. So, so those kind of extreme situations um, manifest faith in a particular way. Um, in the New Testament lesson from James, this is a famous passage uh, because it's why Martin Luther didn't, uh, uh, didn't, didn't like James, called it an epistle of straw, the reformer, because it talks about, you know, uh, uh, faith without works being dead. And <clears throat> of course, the prime Re Reformation doctrine was, was, was a justification by faith. And, and it's, it's really not that hard a thing to kind of grasp, uh, the, the contrast between the two that, that, um, the idea that you can't be saved by works is really in the New Testament relating to the initial reality of salvation that, that nothing we can do by our performance. We cannot fulfill God's covenant, cannot fulfill the Torah. We, we sin, we've sinned and fall short. So we're justified because Jesus Christ, um, the new man has fulfilled the covenant for us <clears throat> and, and we, we are forgiven and incorporated into his body and into relationship with God through him. So we become children of God. But then through the baptismal gift of the spirit, now we, we have this new strength and power where we actually can do things. We can work in the kingdom and have that work bear fruit. And James is not saying that the good works that bear witness to faith have any earning of salvation. It's very clear in the New Testament than the economy of the kingdom of God, the good works you do in the spirit store up a reward, but that's just normal. Um, that's just a normal economy, you know, where, where you work and it has a, a labor because we're laboring in the spirit, in the Lord, and that's in the new creation in the kingdom. And that does produce things. That's contrast with, with, with laboring apart from Christ, outside of communion with God in the flesh, and that brings forth the fruit of death. In, in practical terms, it, and this is the only way this really works itself out, is why we put such emphasis on the life of prayer, that, that we don't begin the Christian life by trying to go out and do good works. We begin the Christian life in prayer always. On Sunday and the Lord's Day and the Eucharist, renewing our our identity and remembering who we are. And then from that prayer, we go out into the world to manifest 
that new relationship in how we, we behave. And what James is saying, you can't say you have this new relationship with God and you have faith if that faith doesn't translate into how you actually behave in daily life. And that's why we begin our, our day with morning prayer. We begin by remembering who we are, renewing that gift of sonship in, in the spirit, and then we manifest in our behavior. And the one thing to, to highlight about what James says, he's, he, he uses the example of, of you know someone who is in need. You see someone in need and say, be warned, be filled. The good works I think we should focus on are how we love actual people in front of us day by day. In our culture, often good works are the checks I write to overseas missions. And those aren't bad things, but we wanna make sure that our, our, the good we do is not simply to people we never see, but that, that our love is tangible and incarnate, loving people in front of us and meeting those needs. For us, it may not always be uh, physical uh, hungry or clothing. It may be emotional needs, or it may be the way we can, we can see someone hurting and respond to that in love and not just you know, blow by people in our daily life, not, not aware of the needs around us. But that's the pattern. We, always begin the Christian life in prayer to renew our sense of justification. And then we come from our prayer in to be witnesses to manifest that life in what we do, and thus our works bear witness to our faith. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. 
And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's good to start the day in prayer with you. Have a great Thursday as we go out and uh, show for, show our fruits. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, everyone. Deacon Bob. Thank you, uh, thank you Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.